Good morning, everyone watching live on BAM YouTube. Let me know in the comments where you're tuning in from. The hot sheet covers what you need to know about the real estate industry in a 24-hour time period. And on today's hot sheet, I will discuss CPI inflation report just came out, a big drop in rates, Warren Buffett's thoughts on banks, home prices, and mortgage applications. Today is Wednesday, April 12, 2023. I am Byron Lazine, and the hot sheet starts now. It's coming at us all at once. Huge day here on the hot sheet. Hit the thumbs up if you are ready and definitely consider sharing this episode with someone who cares about the economy and housing and everything that goes into that bucket. We had a CPI report came out today at 8.30 in the morning. I was watching live and taking furious notes to share with all of you. Uh, March CPI cools. So CPI inflation cools in March. This is good news for the Fed and what they're going to do on the next FOMC meet meeting. Inflation rises just 1.1% rather in March and 5% from a year ago as the Fed rate hikes uh, continue to take hold. Now, think about where we were in June. That 5% number was 9.1%. So every single month since we topped off in June at 9.1, we have seen that number continue to go down. So disinflation is happening, happening slowly, but happening, okay? The estimated CPI year over year was supposed to be at 5.1%. So coming in at 5% beats expectations and means that we're doing even better than what the projections were. Now, Shelter still makes up the majority of inflation. We're going to go into exactly what uh, that means. And, and housing costs are weighted at about 34%. So a third of inflation is tied up into housing costs. I'm going to show you some uh, tables on that. We're, we're going to get into it in a big way. Month over month, we came in at this 0.1% increase uh, versus a 0.2% expectation. So most of the expectations... Uh, have been in favor of inflation cooling. These are all good things. A 3.5% drop in energy costs and an unchanged food index helped keep headline inflation in check. Food at home fell 0.3%. Let me know in the comments if you feel like food costs fell 0.3% or if they just continue to go up. Uh, the first drop since September 2020 on food, uh, though it is still up 8.4% from a year ago. Okay, that sounds more like it. egg prices, which have been soaring, tumbled 10.9% for the month. So eggs are getting back in check. They're getting back in the nest there, putting the 12-month increase at 36% on the 12-month increase on eggs. A 0.6 increase in shelter costs was the smallest gain since November. Okay. So, so we're going to go into, again, shelter makes up a third of uh, this weighted inflation. We're going to get into what it all means. And 0.6% was the smallest gain since November. So shelter's still gaining according to how they're collecting the data. We talked about this the last couple of days with that Barry Stern light chart. I'll show that again in case you missed it uh, before the end of the show. But it, you know, with what he's looking at and the data that he has at his fingertips, which, which listen, he's got 125,000 doors 
uh, when he references rent.com or apartments.com and, and that data, it, it's hard not to believe that, okay, this rent data is already coming down and the the numbers that the government's using just hasn't caught up to it. Okay. So excluding shelter, the CPI rose 3.4% from a year ago. Um, this is according to uh, chief us economist at LPL financial De Jeffrey Roach, as the economy slows, consumer prices will dec uh, decelerate further and should bring inflation closer to the feds long run rate of 2%. Markets will likely react favorably to this report as Investors gain more confidence that the next Fed meeting may be the last meeting when the committee raises the Fed funds target rate. Listen, if if the if this next meeting that's coming up, if the Fed decides to do another 0.25% increase, that would be a signal that they don't believe we're in a recession or that we're further away from a recession. Because if they were to ratchet up another rate hike, on the precipice of a recession, that would certainly put us into said recession. Uh, here are some other signals. There's, uh, you know, economy that's not falling off the cliff. Okay, if we if we saw like a really crazy drop in inflation, or or you know, obviously if we we saw inflation go up, that would be a hot, you know, report. But it, it looks like inflation is cooling at a sustainable level. Okay. Um, so, so we're not we're not in a crazy recession right now. Although many believe, like Barry Sternlight, who I've referenced a bunch bunch this week from Starwood Capital, believes that's eminent. Uh, doesn't appear that we're in one right now, and it doesn't appear that the economy is is falling off a cliff in any shape or form. Okay, um, let's just take a look at these. Uh, take a look at the CPI release. U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics. We'll put this down below in our source download where you get all the sources and all of the charts. Uh, again, you can see here, uh, this is this is right off of the Census Bureau. The index for shelter was by far the largest contributor to the monthly all items increase. This more than offset a decline in the energy index, which decreased 3.5% over the month. As all major energy component indexes declined, the food index was unchanged in March with the food at home index falling 0.3%. Okay, let's now take a look at, I think this this uh, this table here is pretty fascinating. I'll actually switch over to the charts. I've, I've cut this out and put it into the charts for you so you can take it. Uh, this here, if you're watching, I hope you're watching because I think this one's fascinating. You can see services less energy services. Shelter makes up 34.473% of inflation of the, of the CPI report. Okay. Rent of primary residents makes up 7.5%. Okay. So if we go back, actually, if I go back to the website here, uh, consumer price index for all urban consumers, uh, U.S. city average by expenditure category. Okay, so you can see relative importance. All items would make up that 100% right here at the top. All items are at 100%. Food, 13.5%. Then that's broken up into the food at home, which we talked about, came down a little bit. Um you know, cereals or sugar water, as I call it, and bakery products, meats, poultry, they break it all down. Okay. So then you've got your energy, uh, energy, which is trending in the right direction. 
all items, less food and energy, vehicles, uh, medical care, alcohol. Alcohol went down, believe it or not. A lot of people are getting off of the alcohol. Uh, then we get into this bucket here, which I've cut out, services, less energy services. So let's go back to where I've cut it out for you, uh, and you can grab that in the daily download down below. Okay, so you see shelter here makes up 34.4%. Rent of primary residence is 7.5%. Owner's equivalent rent of residences is 25%. Okay, so services, less energy services, makes up almost 60% of inflation. You have medical care in there and, and uh, transportation as well. Yeah, airlines, by the way, just continue to skyrocket. If you've been flying lately, you know about that. All right, so let, let's look at this overall shelter number. This this reading right here at the very end, this 0.6, this is the lowest since November, okay? So we're starting to potentially see that shelter data come down, okay? Now, we believe in Barry Sternlight from Starwood Capital, I'll show you that chart again, believes as this data really catches up, it, it's going to drop significantly by the end of summer, early fall, okay? Uh, let me get back here and uh, go back here. Okay, so uh, there you go. That That's the, you can pull that out and, and take a look at it, or you can just take a look at the, the link that I have below, but shelter makes up a third. We've got our lowest drop since um, since January, or I'm sorry, since November of last year. Okay. Now this chart here is pretty, pretty fascinating. And you can grab this as well down below. We'll, we'll take a look at all items that make up um, the consumer price index. Okay. So I've selected all items and you can see here on the right, uh, that we've dropped down to this 5% reading of today. Again, in June, we were at, we were over 9%. That's that peak that you see um, on the, on the top there. Okay. Now, if all these, all these uh, categories at the top, I can click on those food at home, energy, electricity, all items, less food and energy, apparel, blah, blah, blah. Let's click shelter. Cause that's what we care about. Okay. So when I click shelter, it shows two lines now, and it shows this shelter line continuing to go up. You see it right now here on this last report starting to flatten out a little bit. And as this data catches up, the expectation is it will follow this overall CPI line, which is headed straight down. You see overall CPI, overall inflation is going straight down right now. We've we've seen that consistently month over month over month in June. But shelter is keeping that overall number, that 5% number high. The Fed wants to see it at 2%. If you take shelter out, Barry Sternlight and others, Barry Sternlight though specifically who knows housing, who's worth more than $4 billion and has over 125,000 rental units says that if when if you take the the shelter out now and and it reflects what's going on up to the minute we'd be at 2.6%. The economy would start screaming. By the way, Dow futures were were up over 100 points before uh before 9:30 and the Dow the Dow's up over 160 points right now after open. 
So the Dow is reacting well to this. We're going to get into what interest rates are doing, uh, what the rates are doing in just a minute and their reaction to this report. But you can see here, and I've cut this table out for you to use. Um, let me get to it here. Here it is for you. So you you can see here, and you can pr you could press those other um, categories if you if you went onto the website and kind of see how you know they're typically following this trend line. Uh, but this 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 rental or the shelter line rather uh, should start going in the other direction as this data catches up. I'll show you that Barry Sternlight chart one more time. I've, I know I've shown it a couple times here this week, but this is what he believes is actually happening right now. So you see this blue line is actual rents. That would reflect that inflation line of going straight down. But uh, when the CPI report came out this morning and every single month, it continues to show it being straight up, right? Here's that, that CPI shelter line which is going straight up. He says, if you look at rent.com, if you, if you um, model out his 125,000 units, he being Barry Sternlight, uh, the capital and chairman, capital chairman and CEO of Starwood. If you, if you model out his 125,000 units, if you look at what's happening on rent.com, if you look at what's happening on apartments.com, actual rent growth is going down. I showed Redfin data center as well. Uh, I did this on Knowledge Brokers podcast last Friday. Redfin data center, would also support that claim that Barry's making. Yet the CPI shelter continues to go show an upward trend. They use a very old model from 1981 where they actually call homeowners at their house and survey them uh, to get their numbers. And I and I just don't think if if the government is calling you and asking you, you know, what your home would rent for, and you're actually taking the time to answer the question that you actually have any idea what your home would truly rent for anyway. So uh, their data is highly questionable. And um, even Jerome Powell from the Fed says that once that you know data catches up and he believes that it will, that you will see inflation drop in a significant way. So it'll be, it'll be interesting to see what the FOMC does uh, in their next meeting. Are they going to do one more 25 basis point hike? There's a belief that they will. Uh, despite what we've had with the banks, and we've got a Warren up, uh, Warren Buffett update on the, on the banks, which I, th I found fascinating. Uh, so, despite what's going on with the banks, this, despite uh, where inflation sits, at, you know, c coming down and cooling, um, I don't believe that uh, that they will pause, but they may. If they do pause, that that would be a signal again to me that recession is a lot closer. If they go up twenty five basis points. That would be a signal that they believe the economy is pretty strong and they're going to be able to maybe pull off this soft landing that we've been talking about. Let's take a look at how rates have reacted. Um, typically, we'll we'll wait till the end on the on the tenure, but I think let's just jump to it right now and look at this big drop in rates after the news this morning. So the tenure, if you were just following it, and I'll show it to you here. Off of the news, you can see this sharp decline here today, which is good for the 30-year reading later today. We're at 3.4. And again, just a sharp decline in the last day. I can go over to the five-day uh, look. And you know, obviously, coming into this week, we've seen an increase. So we're still not down to where we were to 
end the week last week, which is when we saw rates go as 30 year fixed go as low as six point, you know, one six. Uh, but we did have a sharp decline today and we're sitting at 3.4 right now. This is reflective in the two year, the five year. So all rates have dropped. The uh, Dow market is up. So all good signals after this CPI report as it relates to the markets and to the rates. Now let's see what Warren Buffett has to say. And he did a three hour, I think he, uh, no, it's over now. He did a three hour interview on CNBC this morning from Tokyo, Japan. Okay. So that started at 6 a.m. went till 9 a.m. Eastern time. And listen, for everybody that uh, I did uh, on the real world two weeks ago or last week, it was this bare minimum Monday topic. For everybody that's into like bare minimum working schedules and, and all of this kind of stuff, man, Warren Buffett, the dude just keeps going. And it's, and it's to no surprise that He's built such a significant empire in his field. He flew out to Tokyo on Sunday night. Okay, that was, that was a holiday for some people. He flew out Sunday night to Tokyo. Uh, the guy doesn't have to do it, just keeps doing it because he found something he loves. And I love what he's saying about banks. Warren Buffett says the U.S. bank deposits are safe and the government would backstop all of them if necessary. Uh, he said Americans should not be concerned. This is according to CNBC in his interview this morning about their bank deposits in the wake of the latest financial shock in the sector. And the government would ensure no depositor in this country lost a dime. OK, interesting. He, he didn't really get into where they would get this money. But Warren Buffett does seem to be on the right side of predictions often and always. People shouldn't be worried about losing money, Warren said. And the deposits they have in American Bank and today, they have no reason to worry. Okay. Uh, but the message has gotten very confused and people don't really understand how it all works. Now, he did go on to say, we are not through with bank failures. So while he says depositors, uh, you know, if you're a business, if you have a business account or you're have a personal account that your deposits are safe. All American deposits are 100% safe and the government will backstop a hundred percent of them. Interesting because not even the government has said it that with that much confidence they've alluded to it, but, but they haven't gone out and said it quite like Warren Buffett said it this morning. Now he's saying that to say this, we're not through with bank failures. Uh, we're not, we're not over bank failures, but depositors haven't had a crisis. Uh, banks go bust. So more of them will go bust is what Warren Buffett is saying, but depositors aren't going to be hurt in the process. Okay. The collapse of obviously SVB and signature bank last month, the second and third largest bank failures in U S history, which we covered at length prompted extraordinary rescue from regulators, uh, who then backstopped all of those deposits, which has led to like, okay, well, if banks keep failing, how are they going to continue to backstop these deposits? Uh, you know, Buffett says, uh, you know, they will be backstopped. And, uh, but he, despite that, there will be more banks to fail. So, uh, be interesting to see when and how that all kind of shakes out. If it does, accounting procedures have driven some bankers to do some things that have helped their current earnings a little bit and caused the recurring temptation to do to get a uh, little bit bigger spread on record, a little more than earnings, according to Warren Buffett. Um, he said some bankers will continue this behavior. And that will put the shareholders uh, in some of the stocks at risk. But uh, 
I know Warren Buffett, by the way, is a big holder of Bank of America for what it's worth. Uh, used to be in Wells. He's out of Wells. And um, he's, and I think their biggest holding for the for the banks is Bank of America. Uh, take that for, for what it's worth there. The costs of the FDIC are borne by the banks. Banks have never cost uh, the federal government a dime. The banks have never cost the federal government a dime. The public doesn't understand that. That's according to Warren Buffett. I don't know, Warren. Uh, I remember 2008 pretty clearly. Uh, I don't know. I would disagree with, I, I wouldn't disagree with Warren Buffett on a lot of things, but I would definitely disagree with him on that, that the banks have never cost the uh, federal government a dime. Okay. Maybe not the government, but definitely the taxpayer. Okay. So I don't know how, I don't know uh, how you spin that. It's the federal banks have definitely, banks have definitely cost the taxpayer uh, sometimes. Nobody's going to lose money on a deposit in a U.S. bank. It's not going to happen. So there you go. If, you, if you're worried about the banks, Warren Buffett certainly is not. Um, if I had Warren's bank account, I certainly would not be worried at all either. And I still believe, like I've said here, that if you're in a big four, uh, I wouldn't be worried even if you go over the 250000 FDIC limit. There's no chance on, on earth that they're going to let one of those four banks uh, fail because Listen, Warren, taxpayers did bail out those banks uh, years ago. And so every, everybody that went through that remembers that. Let's take a look at home prices. National home prices just bottomed out. This is according to CoreLogic. Now, at some point today, we're going to get Zillow's reading, Zillow's home index. And we're going to be able to compare CoreLogic versus Zillow. So we'll talk about Zillow's reading tomorrow. Okay. Um, so. Fast forward now to today, where where we're at here on, uh, obviously, you know, we had seven months of declines, and then we saw our first, and this was according to Black Knight, we had our first month of an increase, okay, uh, on home prices. Now, let's let's see what CoreLogic says, okay? So today, it's looking that like the housing market hasn't just stabilized, it might be returning to growth mode, and so that that is what we saw last month. With that Black Knight re report. Now, this is according to obviously CoreLogic. After seven consecutive months of home price declines, the home price index for CoreLogic detected a 0.8% home price uptick in February. So Black Knight was at 0.16%, and CoreLogic's a little bit higher for February at 0.8%. Case Shiller, the gold standard for home price readings, won't report its February reading until April 25th. Seems like a long time to report February. We're going to be in May. Way to go, Case Shiller. However, CoreLogic doesn't feel obligated to wait for Case Shiller reading. The Irvine, California-based real estate data firm is ready to call the national home price bottom. Okay, so they're saying that it is just up from here. U.S. home prices rose by 0.8% in February, double the month-over-month -month increase historically seen, and indicating that prices in most markets have already bottomed out. This is Selma Help, chief economist for CoreLogic. But while housing market challenges remain, particularly in light of mortgage rate volatility, I was just with a uh, an off a loan officer from or a director at Tomo last night, actually, and uh, we we spent about an hour together. And he's like, I have never seen anything like this with the mortgage rate volatility. Every single day. It's something different. They, they're they looking at readings three times a day. They're pricing out, many banks are doing this, pricing out the 30-year fixed uh, three times a day. 
you know, the 30 year fix used to just kind of, you know, you'd know what it was for the whole week. Okay. So the ongoing banking turmoil, which Warren says, don't worry about pent up home buyer demand is responding favorably to lower rates in many markets. Okay. So heading forward, CoreLogic's uh, forecast model. Let's take a look at that. They expect home, U.S. home prices to rise 3.7% between uh, the February and the rear view mirror of 2023 and February going forward of 2024. So for perspective, that'd be just a hair under the 4.6 return home prices have averaged annually since 1987. So uh, I don't know, a tick under the normal earnings that we get for home price appreciation. I've got this chart for you. This one is definitely one to grab down in the daily download link below um, where CoreLogic is projecting the bottom of pricing. Okay, so this is seasonally adjusted case Schiller uh, index through January 2023. This red line at the top is where CoreLogic expects home prices by the end of 2023. So this gap that you see here uh, reflects that 3.6% <clears throat> increase that they expect us to have from February to February. Okay. Now, if you see in the last seven months when, when we've had home price declines, and I'm sorry, that's a three point, that's a 3.7%, um, 3.7% jump to get to that red line. If you see us coming back to that red line, that is where we peaked. So Core logic over the next 12 months expect us to get back to peak pricing, okay, and, and get all of the losses that we've experienced the last seven months in home prices nationally back over the next 12 months. They believe that this is the bottom, okay? So are, are we going to have an, an increase like we had from 2012 to, uh, you know, the end of last year where, where it's a 10-year run? They're not saying that. Uh, but they're saying this is the bottom for a sustained run on home prices. Um, and there's a lot of projections and CoreLogic is one of them that believes prices are going to go up in 24. They're going to go up in 25. So at least looking out two to three years, CoreLogic would believe that home prices are going to continue to rise right now. Let me know in the comments if you believe that to be the case for your market. Put your market down below. And if you believe that not only for the remainder of this year, but the next two and a half years as we close out uh, 2025, if you expect home prices to go up. What has gone up finally for the first time in the last two weeks is the mortgage application index. Okay, so Mortgage Banker Association. Let me switch it over to this screen so I can read it. Mortgage applications increase 5.3% from one week earlier, according to data just released this morning. Big day. I told you today was a lot, a lot of stuff coming at us. Uh, according to Mortgage Bankers Association for the week ending April 7th, 2023. Okay. So this 5.3% on a seasonally adjusted basis from one week earlier is the first increase we've had in two weeks. On an unadjusted basis, the index increased 6% compared with the previous uh, week. The refi index increased 0.1%, okay, uh, and was 57% lower than the same week one year ago. Okay, so this makes sense because last week we saw interest rates 30-year fixed decline in a big way. 
and we were hopeful that they were going to stick there. They were down as low as 6.16, according to Mortgage News Daily. Uh, but today, if you Googled mortgage interest rates, they'd be closer to seven. And if we look at Mortgage News Daily, where they ended out the day yesterday, we were at 6.52. So we came in to the week at six and a half, or we came in, uh, yeah, we came into the week with a six and a half reading. Yesterday was 6.52. 10 years dropped today. So hopefully we get back down to that six and a quarter. You can see last week we got as low as 6.16. So it makes sense that mortgage applications dropped, or, or I'm sorry, increased over 5% last week with the drop in interest rates and certainly the seasonality of the market. We could see more mortgage applications the latter half of this week with where the 10 year is heading. And that would be a really good sign, a really good move for you, which would be joining me down here in Naples, Florida on May 5th. We're going to do a BAM mastermind on Cinco de Mayo. It's a Friday at the Tiburon Golf Club at the Ritz-Carlton Naples. This is going to be an experience like no other. You're going to walk away with an actual plan for your Instagram, personalized Instagram audits with the broke agent and Dan O'Neill. Also, a step-by-step -step playbook to create a YouTube channel that will bring you leads with Ken Pozak, who's done it in Orlando, Florida. He's got 36,000 subscribers, but the best news is those are consumers in the Orlando area, and he gets leads from this YouTube channel every single day. If you want to build a local YouTube channel and an Instagram channel that will actually get you listings and bring you leads, you need to attend this BAM Mastermind. And then how to edit all of that content, Bobby, BAM's lead producer, is going to be there to walk you through whether that's doing it yourself or outsourcing it and how to manage that entire process. You're going to be able to chat with myself all day because we're going to be spending all morning, all afternoon with lunch and golf and then drinks at the Ritz afterwards to finish up. You do not want to miss the BAM Mastermind. This will by far be the best mastermind you've ever even considered attending, and I hope to see you there. There is no panel pontification, just straight business building all day with myself, Dan O'Neill, Eric, the broke agent, Ken Pozak, and Bobby, the video lead producer. There's only 12 total spots. Most of those have been sold, so make sure you grab one of the last few remaining spots. That link is down below. Also down below, grab the newest ebook from BAM. This is 100 scroll stopping hooks. So this ebook is completely free. Uh, if you want to start putting uh, some videos out there to generate eyeballs on your brand, Brooks Landry put together with us 100 hooks that you can use today to stop people from scrolling. Make sure you grab that down below. Also today at 11 a.m. here on the channel, make sure you're subscribed. We have an interview with Jimmy Mackin, the CEO of Curator. That interview was recorded at the 1,000-watt conference turn-on in Portland, and I promise you this is the best interview we've done of the entire year. Jimmy Mackin brings it. He keeps it super real. That's going to be going live at 11 a.m. If you know who Jimmy is, you know that you do not want to miss it. Uh, before we sign off here on the live stream, I'm going to take a look at where the market is. Market is still up as of right now, as of 10 a.m. here on this Wednesday, up over 120 points. So market hopefully will hold strong throughout the day. It's up over 100 points after this uh, cooler than expected March inflation report. Cooler than expected is a good thing. We still have the 10-year as of right now at 3.4. So that's good news, hopefully, for 
the 30 year. And tomorrow we've got that Zillow home index so that we can compare that to uh, the CoreLogic one that we just covered here on today's show. We've got the daily download link below for you so you can grab those charts and all of the sources used in today's show. Love for you to subscribe to this channel so you never miss a hot sheet. And I will see you back here tomorrow, live 9.30 a.m. Eastern, 6.30 Pacific time. Until then, toodaloo.